welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Uh, usually I talk to just one person behind the account, but today I'm doing things a little bit different. See, I thought I'd spice it up and uh, add some flavor to it. Got uh, two guests, or is it three guests? Is three guests or two guests today? It's three. three. It's three. But, but okay, okay. Two of us are one flesh. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, I got three guests on with us today. Uh, from the Popish Plot Podcast. I'm just great, great to have other Catholic uh, podcasters come on and share a, little bit, share a little bit of the knowledge about the Catholic faith. So uh, thanks, Mike, Nate, and uh, Jessica for coming on today. Uh, and thank you for having us on. It, you know, you say it's great to ha- be able to have podcasters on on our end. It's great to just have people notice us once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys do some really great stuff. And also, uh, talk a lot about the Catholic faith theology with humor, a lot of humor. So I'm always entertained uh, with every uh, episode or time I get to listen. So thank you guys for the work that you do. Thank you. Um, That's very kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how I end up finding these guys, uh, I know I'm, I follow Mike and I'm always enriched by Mike's intercession that I see on the timeline and just a great advocate for prayer and, um, you know, being a good supporter in the body of Christ. And so just always enriched by his, always seeing him praying for people. And uh, I thought that was always a great act of charity. And so I thought I'd connect and explore a little bit deeper and went down a rabbit hole and found the Popish plot. So that's good. Um, so let's get started with the conversation. Um, I know it's three of you guys. Um, I'm assuming you guys know each other uh, from life. So how did you guys like band together and assemble like the superheroes. <laughs> Jess and I met in college and, and, and later got married. Um, and Jessica met Mike through a Bible study that was, that was taking place uh, at the parish. And it was right around a time I, I was going through a little bit of a rough patch. I, I had around that time lo- recently lost a, a very dear friend due to a, uh, unforeseeable accident and just knew that I needed something to uh, pick me up out of that. And she figured the Knights could help. And she had this friend, Mike, who, who, who was in the Knights and, and, you know, could maybe go and, and get me into the Knights. So Mike and I met through, through the Knights of Columbus and we became fast friends, I would say. Well, and at the time, I was a relatively new member of the Knight of Knights of Columbus and I'd been kind of pressured slash tricked into becoming the membership director. So I'm just like desperate to make quota. So when this guy comes up and he's like, I want to join the Knights. Huzzah. That's wonderful. And then shortly thereafter, I actually began to regard him as a human being, not just as a number. <laughs> and then we became really good buddies. Okay. That's good to hear. It's good that you guys came Became acquainted through the Knights of Columbus, so that's a good, and uh, it's good that, jo- uh, that Jessica came and sought you out, and you know, befriended you, and you guys are eventually got married, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. she she basically, when it comes to the Popish plot, she's the one who brought everything together, and that <laughs> she brought me to Mike, and, and and through our interactions, we started looking. What happened was, is we we would get together for dinner and we would have just these little kind of sort of like family dinners, if you will, just get together once a month and wa- eat food and watch movies and talk and hang out. And Mike and I had a really good time just sitting there watching movies and, and, and hanging out. And we, 
it, it almost always happened that we would go and find, because we're both a little bit of theology nuts, that we would go and find something in a movie and we would just start picking it apart or, you know, riffing off of it and kind of, you know, well, that was funny, but it, it cle- clearly they, they've got that sacrament all wrong, you know. So a little bit like MST3K, but with a Catholic nerdy spin. And we're just doing that in the basement. And we're having a great old time doing it. <laughs> and we kind of joked a few times about how it, how funny it would be to go and just put together a show that was basically just that. Just us going and having a good time, hanging out. Okay, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, so it's definitely good information. So my next question is a question for all three of you is um, – you know, we all dedicated to the new evangelistic efforts to, you know, pursue mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. people coming into the church. So what, what is some information that you would say to somebody who's discerning the Catholic church or who's like contemplating um, about joining? Like what's some advice that you would give that person? Well, the first piece of advice is the church is broad. So whatever you're into, you'll find in the church. Like some people have, many different kinds of spirituality and whatever speaks to you, whether it's rote prayer, spontaneous prayer, really charismatic music, really intellectual and deep theology, whatever it is, the church has it. And so much more, you know, she truly is universal. So come on aboard. Yeah. I I, I agree with Mike on that. Uh, If I were going to add anything to it, I would point out, um, you know, I, I do. I listen a lot to uh, Bishop Robert Barron, and quite oftentimes he goes and he talks about the uh, the, uni- the the transcendentals, these these three universal concepts that everybody in some way, shape, or form is searching for. The, the, it's the good, the true, and the beautiful. And really, you know, you just need to figure out which one of those really appeals to you, and then go looking for that in the church because you'll find it. Um, in my case, I'm uh, I'm I'm really a fact factual kind of a person. I as much as, as great as good is, and as as beautiful as beauty is, truth is the thing that speaks to me. And when I went, when I was a Protestant who was trying to convert this Catholic girl I knew, uh, I went searching for the truth, and and the truth that I found was the Catholic Church. Yes, I would add on to that of it's really good to, you know, listen to a lot of different people and stuff who are Catholic. But if someone says something and you're like, I'm not sure about that, first, actually go to like the catechism and official documents to make sure it's Catholic teaching and not their opinion. (laughs) And then, like, if you go through the catechism, there's all sorts of footnotes and stuff. So, like, if, if you're like Nate or me and you really care about the truth, you can see, oh, this idea seems crazy, but because they went through all every single step to explain how it works out, it's mm-hmm. completely logical and reasonable. And, you know, even if you don't agree right away, it's something where you might be able to ponder it and think. And, you know, it, it's okay if you're not instantly, oh, I, I automatically believe this doctrine that you've never heard of before in your, you know, Protestant or non-Christian faith. But at least being open to studying it, and you'll find that for pretty much even the most weird things, we have a detailed and historic reason why we believe that. And 
Foremost among those things is the, the elephant in the room that none of us mentioned, which is a hierarchy clearly based upon hat size, <laughs> which is something that entertains us all. Well, I mean, the Pope is both the smallest and the biggest hat. No, but it goes, even, it goes beyond that. Layman, no hat. Lay women, veil. Mm-hmm. Deacon, back to no hat, but he's got a fancy sash. Priest, little hat. Bishop, bigger hat. Pope, biggest hat of all. It's a very clear hierarchy. It is. Hat size. When in doubt, hat size. <laughs> in there, in there, like, hats are adorned with, like, a special, you know, yeah. oh, glitz yeah, sure. and glamour. Yeah, then, it get, then it gets just super complicated. <laughs> Some hats have a little fuzzy ball on top. It's amazing. <laughs> I think, I think right. if there was one last thing I was going to add to that, if you if you are a person out there who is considering um, the who is considering the Catholic Church, which you should, which you should, uh, a welcome, we're glad to have you. B, you've come at a really interesting time. I mean, once a, once upon a time, if if you go back less than a hundred years, even uh, if a person was, it would be really hard for a person to want to just on their own want to become a Catholic because they'd first have to get the notion that they could, could or should become a Catholic. <laughs> I presume like either the giant Irish family would tell you or like just be a priest would just be wandering the streets and say, hey, you, you should be a Catholic. Exactly. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, we've got priests, with, we've got priests and bishops with podcasts. We've got, we've got laymen with podcasts. We've got laymen with podcasts. We've got YouTube channels. We've got radio programs that will take questions from, take all questions from all comers. Yes, it's a lot of information. There's lots of resources for a person who's looking for, who's, who's, who's reasonably considering the possibility that maybe their home is in the Catholic Church. Um, and on that note, uh, I'll a quick spoiler, it is. <laughs> and that's a good point, too, about just the influx information available about, you know, coming to the church and, like, breaking down the faith. So definitely three good points and additional uh, information. Uh, so let's go into a little bit about um, the podcast. I know you touched on, or you guys touched on this a little bit previously, about, like, the how did it form? Uh, what other information can you say about, like, what has inspired it? Um, how, did it how did it form? Go ahead, Nate. I was going to say specifically, uh, and, and we got to give a we got to give a shout out here. Uh, specifically, the podcast um, was started on a request from a friend of ours. Uh, we actually started out with a YouTube channel and had been doing that for about three years. Uh, when we had a uh, a friend and a, and a and a viewer who requested that perhaps we do something in an audio only format because they're a priest they don't have they they don't have a lot of time to sit down and watch videos but oh come on I think I think it's an appropriate name drop here mm-hmm. yes Father, Father Brad, Brad Father Brad Doyle of the Quizzical Papist podcast yeah. he said he loves what we do but he doesn't always have time to watch YouTube videos. So he asked if we would put out our show in a podcast form that he could listen to while, you know, driving to and from calls. I'm just going to get around to that. I understand. Okay. Yes. But, but okay. yeah, you so, think Father Brad Doyle ain't going ain't, ain't to, like, come get y'all. He ain't going to come after y'all, is he? <laughs> oh, no, no. No, no, no. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have authority here. Yeah, he's, he's all the way down. He's all the way down, like, what, Baton Rouge? <laughs> Baton Rouge. <laughs> okay. And we're all the way up in Flint, so <laughs> he's, he's got to drive. I mean, it's way too cold here, and he loves Louisiana too much. We're, under, we're in no danger. Yeah. But, oh, okay. 
but yeah, so we actually started out with a YouTube channel. We went for a uh, audio video format, mm-hmm. and we had been doing that for a couple of years. And Father Brad asked if there was a way that he could get uh, our content in audio only, so mm-hmm. that way he could listen to it while he's in the car driving, you know, between uh, between parishioners' houses and other things. And now here, of course, all the credit goes to Jessica because Nate and I would still be in the basement talking about what kind of a YouTube channel we should have, the things we should do, the segments we should have, making jokes and grandiose plans to conquer you know, the world of Catholic media. And, in the name of the Lord. Yeah, of course. And not even really doing anything, except one day Jess says, all right, we're doing this. This is the day we're filming. And we said, okay. So Jessica is a mastermind behind the two. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> she, she's really just the better discerner, in, in my opinion. Mike and I, we, we, when we first started getting the idea, we said, well, this is something we should discern about whether or not it's something that we should do. And, mm-hmm. and we took to praying mm-hmm. and, and, and thinking about it and asking the Lord about it. You know, a seven to five year discernment process. Exactly. Get this done. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, 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 were, we were really listening for his voice and, and he was speaking. We just weren't listening. So <laughs> she heard and she said okay so we we need to get the, here's the stuff that we need to get and here's the here's the time we need to have it because we're going to start filming on this day yes, because i was getting all the questions from the ladies who knew i knew my stuff so i'd be like my brother wants to know about stations of the cross please what do i tell him in a tweet about its history and its importance <laughs> i'm like that, that's an awful lot for 144 <laughs> characters. So, so we started with thread. Yeah, so we started the show, and then a couple of years later, we a couple of years later, and due to a uh, a little term of unem- unemployment for me, I finally had. We, we talked on occasion about possibly doing a podcast, and I was in a. Uh, I was in a period of where I was looking for work and I needed something to keep me busy during the day. So I went and I said, well, seriously, how much work does this take? And I went and I looked into it and said, oh, is that all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you so, are astonished. And, and, yeah, yeah. And so overnight. That's a very knowing laugh. So overnight, the podcast was born. And I was like, we can totally do this. And everybody was like, well, let, let's see. And I'm like, no, no, we can totally do this. And I, and I I took the audio from a from a episode and I went and I cut it. I, I cut out all the. I cut out some silences, threw on some bumpers on the front and on the front and the end, and slapped it together and put it out and, and said, you know, put it out privately and said to them, "Go listen to this and tell me what you think." Okay, so it seems like you. I mean, although y'all jokingly said it took a long time, it really didn't take a lot a long time just to actually like hit the. Get the ground running with the podcast. It's all her. Like, it's all her, though. It's all her. Yeah. It's all you need. You just need a strong woman to guide us men who are just dumb. So, <laughs> so thank you for that, Jessica. So my next question is, I know you guys talk a lot about a whole bunch of different stuff. You talk about, mm-hmm. like, um, loyalty traditions, like Station of the Cross, uh, prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, need, I know last month you guys did a, a really great episode on Women's History Month about serving a God, Thea Bowman, which, who is a phenomenal figure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so what, like, what topics do you guys like to talk about in on y'all show? Catholic well, ones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in every in every term, in every sense of the word Catholic, we have broad ranging interests or just really short attention spans. So we like to flip from topic to topic, talking about everything from Bible study to saints to you know theology <clears throat> to just you know, the practicals of being Catholic, like 
know, how do you, how do you, how do you pray? Yeah. Uh, to, to give you an idea of the, 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 uh, the modus operandi for, for how we, for the stuff that we, for deciding what we talk about, um, those first conversations that were happening in the basement while watching movies were always, always really focused on the fact that we just really love being Catholic. And not only that, but we also, we also see, um, at times a joy and at other times a, a bit of comedy in, in the way things are. And we really just kind of wanted to share that. So we go and we find, I mean, we go, and we, we, we go and we tend to go looking for what can we talk about today and how can we share this love of our faith with other people. So sometimes we're, you know, uh, for example, with the past two months, we're talking about saints. Uh, every Monday during February, we were, we were talking about saints of color um, or, or not necessarily saints, but, but blessed and venerables. Those on the road to sainthood. Yeah, yeah. All those on the road to sainthood. All the all the saintly people of color within the church. The saintly <laughs> witnesses, one could say. Yes. Right. <laughs> and uh, last month in March for mm-hmm. for women for Women's History Month, uh, we were we were focusing on women. So every mm-hmm. week we had an episode about a woman of saintly virtue. Mm-hmm. Um, we but that's a good from- thing, though, that you guys touch on that because the Catholic Church is just—I mean, it's been around for two thousand years. So the amount of content and the amount of like stuff to address and shed light on is just immeasurable. And, and, the, and the church is not only that old, but she's spread around the entire world. Right. So it's not just your local suburban parish with its felt banners. There's many different expressions of Catholicism in other countries, in other times. So there's an endless variety of topics. Yeah. Another, another, another thing that kind of, you know, pulls us in a direction is we will go and we will find, um, being that we're all active in our parishes, we will go and we will find uh, people who either uh, don't understand something and want to, or people who think they do, but don't don't really. (laughs) And at that point we, we kind of feel the, you know, we'll, we'll feel, we'll feel that tug to go and speak to that, to that need, you know, Mm -hmm. to go and point out. So here's what, you know, like uh, we did, we did. Uh, we've done numerous episodes on purgatory and, and and hell and damnation, and you know, people just don't always quite understand, or maybe they want to know more, and we want to shed some light on that. Or people are enjoying a particular piece of uh, contemporary Christian music, and then we take great delight in pointing out just how dodgy the theology of it is. Or at the same time, we go and we find people who. Uh, are not in a particularly Christian vein, but are clearly grasping at truths that could be unpacked. So we've gone and done, uh, as Mike was pointing out, what we call uh, bad theologies, where we go and we find something Christian that's not entirely in keeping with, with good theology, and we go and we right, point right. that out. <clears throat> or we go and we find, we can find things that aren't Christian at all, but actually have surprisingly good theology in them. Yes, yes. When Nate was talking about purgatory and stuff, every Lent, we, we try to somewhat do things by the church calendar. So every Lent, we discuss the last four things, because that's a very Lenten practice. So this year, it was pop songs that discuss some aspect of the last four things and get a good job of it, which was horribly disappointing to me as a child of the 80s, because I wanted to discuss heaven as a place on earth. <laughs> 
Maybe next oh, year. Oh, but in the Carlisle. There you go. But so, we found one that actually did a fairly good job of discussing heaven. Yeah. And, and, and for, those, for those of your listeners who maybe aren't familiar with the, the last four things, the last four things are the very last four things that a human, that a human experiences uh, in the course of their life, being uh, death, judgment, heaven, and or hell. Right. Last question, a little fun question I do, is who is a favorite saint and like what is a life lesson that they've um, given you? Well, we're going to start with Jessica, who's the gooder Catholic. Mm-hmm. So uh, The gooder Catholic. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> who's, see, a, who's a saint who speaks to you? See, see, my answer is I like lots of different saints, but I try not to spend too much time thinking about any one saint or studying their life because... Mm-hmm. They became a saint the way God wanted them to become a saint, which is not the way I want, I, I'm made to become a saint, especially as historically a lot of them were in a, a, a station of life that that's not a possibility for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I like reading about lots of different saints, but there's not like one that I'm, I'm super attached to because, you know, then I'll be like, oh, I have to do this like them and that like them. And, and that's not reasonable. I'm not getting up at 5 a.m. to pray when I just went to bed at well, like one. Or <laughs> I, I can't spend an hour, you know, doing all these holy things when I've got kids and pets. <laughs> so I, I like to read through many different saints and see what in their life is something that maybe I could use, but not stay too closely attached to one because then I, I will try copying them. And that's not going to work. <laughs> okay. So it's not like you got a whole like book of, of saints. <laughs> See, when we do the, the study of any particular saint, they're like, here, discuss this saint. <laughs> Explain all the Teresas. Hint, they're all Carmelites. Except for Calcutta. Except for Mother Teresa. <laughs> she founded her own order. Just just really was the, is, is and was the book with the bookworm of, of the group. So if there's something that tends to need more in-depth studying. Uh, she's the one that we that we typically turn to to be like, help us figure out all the answers for this. But back on topic. Yes. Nate, yes. Nate Saint. Well, at the moment, the one that's really speaking to me is, is St. Lawrence. Uh, he, he of barbecue fame? He of barbecue fame, yes. <laughs> patron, saint, patron saint of uh, bar, of barbecuers and of comedians. <laughs> I didn't even know the church had one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's multiples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So St. Lawrence was, I want to say like first, second, it's like second or third century. Yeah. It was, it, it was still in the time when, when Christians were being persecuted and, and he's known, he's known at least legendarily of having said while he was being burned to death on a grate, turn me over. I'm done on this side. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's where we get the barbecue from. That's where they get the barbecue and, and the and the com- and the comedians from. And you know, I, I'm like Jess. I don't have I don't have that one patron saint, unfortunately. You know, and when when it, when I was when I was converting and I was coming into the church, I did not pick a, a saint name because I just really didn't know which one I wanted to go with. But every now and then, I just I find one who just really speaks to me. Okay, that's fair enough. I would say my most consistent saint friend is St. Mary of Egypt. She was a woman who lived a very sinful life. 
she was not a prostitute. She was just really, really slutty. Yeah. I like the books that denote the difference. Yes, exactly. She didn't need to do this for money. She was wealthy. She exactly. was just... She, <laughs> she did it for fun. She did it for fun. But eventually she had a profound conversion and then went to the desert and spent the rest of her life pursuing holiness. But what I really like about her is her persistence. You know, sometimes we read about a saint and their life was perfect and they never did anything wrong and it's impossible to identify with them. But with Mary of Egypt, it's very clear, you know, the sin in her life and then just how dedicated she was to no matter how many times she fell to getting back up and doing the Lord's will. You know, this is a society that is drowning in sexual dysfunction. So she's been a very powerful intercessor for me. And, you know, I, I consider her a friend and I look forward to the day that we get to meet. Yeah. yeah that's three, three different perspectives about the lives of the saints in the, in the body of Christ. So thank you all for sharing. Well, I've definitely been enriched by the conversation that you guys have, um, you know, blessed me with. And I hope everybody else is enriched by, um, like you guys' knowledge and wisdom that you shared. Um, you guys can continue to listen. You can check out the Popish Plot on YouTube. And they also have the, the podcast too, to appease the Father Doyle fans. Well, <laughs> and we've got, we've got a fair number of people that are starting to listen to us on podcasts. So it's not just Father Brad anymore. Uh, but but yeah, you, you know that's, that podcast is available just about anywhere you can find podcasts. And we have a Gmail. So if by some chance somebody listens to our, wants to listen to our podcast on a particular service and they can't find us there, uh, they can let us know and I will work on getting us out there for them. All right. That's good information. Well, you guys um, keep, keep these three, the trio uh, and your prayers and the work that they do by, um, you know, spreading the good news of the church to listeners across the country and even the world. I'm sure just like everybody has listeners across the world. So Amen. Um, you guys continue to keep them in prayer and the work that they do. And you can listen to the next episode of Saintly Witnesses. Mm-hmm.